0: Hello everyone, this is the first ever athlete podcast with host Kaylin Marathi and our first guest ever, Kobe Reimer. Kobe is the founder of an electric bike company, Trilo Bikes, an entrepreneur and YouTuber and we're happy to have him here.
1: How are
2: we doing? Kevin? I don't know what it is, but I just can't take you seriously no for whatever reason. <laughs> alright,
0: alright, he's not a random guest, I've known him for a while, so like, shut up.
2: <laughs> yeah there's a little bit of past history here that you guys are getting kind of yeah. jumping into <laughs> all right yeah no i'm happy to be here uh, electric bike company um so far we've only done bike repair but you know we're trying to shift towards something larger scale but uh i'm happy to be you kaylin what you me? all right all right
1: how are we doing kobe that, i mean i know you're doing well but uh how's the how's mm-hmm. the company doing
2: as a company, oh, you're going, going straight into the weeds, are we? Sheesh. <laughs> no, I got
0: you. Uh, yo, Kobe, I want to see your financial spreadsheets weekly. Okay, Send yeah, them. projected growth.
2: <laughs> quarterly. Yeah. I got you. Now, um, so I guess I'll just give like a, a quick summary. Um, so I started travel bike uh, after high school. Um, mm-hmm. And at first I wanted to do electric bike conversions. But then I realized that there wasn't really a market for that. So, just to start off and get some money rolling in the door, I advertised myself as a bike mechanic and started doing bike repair for people in Vienna locally. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know this, but there's been a huge like surge, like 300% n- normal mm-hmm. uh, demand for bike repair this during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was, you know, business was booming. I was working yeah. crazy hours. Um, Makes
0: sense. People want to get out.
2: Yeah, yeah. So during the biking season, I was working crazy hours, but come October, I stopped running paid advertisements and I haven't done a lot of bike repair since I have shifted my attention towards uh, two things. Um, One is making an electric bike, uh, but recently I've put more effort into, sorry, three things in these into two, two more things. One is making the electric bike conversion process much more simple, simplifying the kit down from six pieces to two pieces. And then trying to sell this kit, I'm still working on the logistics of that. Mm-hmm. And the second thing I'm working on right now is a drop sh- or a uh, <laughs> a resale w- website um, for electric bike components. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of sellers in the USA, and we pretty much, if you want to get an electric bike kit in America, you have to buy from China. The shipping times are pretty crazy, so I'm gonna try to be the, uh, you know, one of the main sellers in the USA for e bike yeah. parts.
0: And that's a great time to start something like that, like an online e-commerce, because I mean, you can run it from anywhere, from your home or anything. How yeah, are you? Yeah, no. How what's like your main uh, kind of advertising take? Are you gonna do Facebook ads, influencers? I, I don't know. Just what? What's your strategy there?
2: Um, I'll get to that in a second. Let me let me touch on the first part okay. um, about the timing. Yeah, this is this is definitely like a once in a lifetime opportunity for me to kind of mm-hmm. start my own business without any opportunity cost because. You know, with quarantine, um, everybody's stuck at home. <laughs> We're not, there's, there's not a lot to do. So, mm-hmm. I mean, trying to start a business online is probably one of the better things. And for me, personally, college wasn't really a good option with the whole online thing and the risk of being sent home any day. Um, yeah, This was really just the best path. And as for the advertising, I'm honestly not sure. So, how? I'm basically going to test the water in a lot of different fields. Um, I'm going to try Mm -hmm. advertising through influencers on like TikTok and YouTube. Also Mm -hmm. going to try some paid advertisements, some focused advertisements, um, and probably some passive advertisements like creating blog posts and stuff like that. We're just going to see what works the best and Mm -hmm. continue through that.
0: Okay.
1: Nice. I think uh, along that e-commerce line, though, I feel like a lot of people nowadays are taking that unconventional leap uh, into the world of e-commerce. You know, things like dropshipping have become uh, much more lucrative in like, you know, the eyes of, you know, our generation uh, yeah. instead of, you know, becoming the doctors and the lawyers.
0: Yeah, I, I feel Definitely. like I feel like specifically back then it was instead of Amazon and then a bunch of like random dropshipping websites, it would be like kind of like one super mall or one like like Target, there'd be Target and then there'd be like 50 other small retail stores where people had the potential to like sell, make a retail store, make a franchise. But now it's like there's Amazon, but you can also create your own retail store, but it wouldn't be, I mean, your own dropshipping website. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity there.
2: So, Kalen, yeah. I mean, you're touching on something that's uh, a big generational trend. Uh, Most like boomer talk is, you know, you go and you get a nine to five and you work a solid job for 20 years. But I think our generation is... I don't know how I don't know how to say it like we just we like pursuing more creative ventures now that mm-hmm. the internet is such a big market. Yeah. You can make money these days doing a whole lot of things. Yeah. Right? And I think our generation is one of the first to capitalize on that. Yeah. to its true potential.
0: Yeah. Um, the, the so pan- starting
2: a business online is easier than ever.
0: Yeah. The pandemic's definitely like increasing that a lot too. Like a lot of companies yeah. people aren't even going to go back to working In office, they're going to be working from home everywhere. So eventually, no matter what, everything's going to be remote and you're going to be able to work from wherever you want in the whole world. One
2: thing I've heard is that people who had multiple jobs or multiple sources of income are the ones who are doing best in this pandemic, right? It's not the person who had the nine to five. It's the person who had the nine to five, right? But also like an Etsy account or Uh like a vlog yeah to sort of subsidize it so i think like moving forward people are gonna look more towards like creative ventures and sort of side gigs rather than a
0: nine five job i completely agree
1: yeah we're going into an era of more like i guess more money smart like people you know we find less of the um you know basic you know i'm gonna get a job that gives me benefits in a 401k put into that and retire when i'm 65 you know we're looking yeah. at You know, people who are retiring at, you know, age 35 because they just got some decent job, worked from 18, invested all that money, you know, and are coming out here with Mm -hmm. like, you know, six, seven figures.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
2: Definitely a lot of young people getting rich these days. But in general, retirement age is going up. I
0: mean, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how that would work because, like, the thing is, if, if everyone becomes a millionaire in their 30s, then that changes kind of the value of being a millionaire or the value of a million dollars. <laughs> because like if everyone has it, then it's not that great yeah. anymore. Then, then you have to go to the next level. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's a fun dream to chase. Definitely
1: not an easy one. But, yeah, for but sure. like you said, though, with things like YouTube and the Internet, I mean, more of us are become, we're becoming more in- informed every day about these little tips and tricks, these little loopholes that people have decided to share. You know, and they found that they have worked, and people are going to use them.
2: Yeah, and not even like we're talking. You're Ken. You're talking about like the people that blew up uh, six to seven figures, but there's like however many millionaires there are, there's 10 times as many people who are just making a decent living off of like YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There's so many channels that have like a hundred thousand subscribers. And if you know how to monetize correctly, a hundred thousand subscribers is all you need to live off of. So yeah. you got to monetize just...
0: really correctly though. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. I mean, suppose like the YouTube AdSense and all that, it's really not giving creators what they deserve. That's kind of uh, why oscillates here. I mean, it.
2: <laughs> that's that's valid. That's valid. Yeah. And but if you're running a, if you have an online following. You cannot expect to get all of your money from the platform that you post on. Yeah. Right? yeah. You you have to be business savvy and yeah. know how to monetize based off of your
0: followers. Yeah. Those are the ones sort who of. really make it. They got like merch brands, they got a bunch yeah. of different, different ways.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, awesome. Isaac, we, uh, we, we almost made a company about this, sort of simplifying this for YouTubers, but there's about six to seven different revenue streams that are just as lucrative as ad revenue mm-hmm. um, that YouTubers should be capitalizing on, but it's just difficult to with just because of time. <laughs> yeah. So much work.
0: Yeah. You got to create a direct channel to your, yeah. <laughs> to your fans. I mean, that's valid.
2: Just
0: yeah. To, oh, continue. He just said, oh, that's valid.
2: I think the listeners might be a little bit confused here. How are you creating a di- direct channel um, between the YouTubers and the audience?
0: Well, Kobe, <laughs> because you <laughs> asked. No, <Nah, laughs> <Nice. laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> there, there there are multiple ways. We, we have an overarching goal of becoming an investment platform, which would mean the general public yeah. could come on and they could invest in a YouTuber, a musician, an artist or something like that, and actually share the journey with them, make money while they grow. And the YouTuber and the creator can earn a lot more potentially, especially with yeah. like a tradable investment market. We have multiple paths to get there. One right now, where the the quickest, the soonest one that we're launching, it's going to be within this month, actually with our developers in Japan, uh, is going to be a monthly subscription-based platform where they can directly to their fans, their fans will be able to donate on a monthly subscription base. Uh, it, we have a lot of differences in that. Every creator that comes on board, we're going to give a specified video call. We're going to keep up to date with them. We're going to make sure they're doing the best things they can do to fully monetize themselves and to grow their audience and stuff like that. So we're, for this platform at least, which is gonna be up in probably about a month, uh, we're really trying to focus on the creator and kinda help them grow. Like we're not just a company that, we're not just a third party application that helps fans pay the creators. We're also a service to help them grow and kinda help them get where they wanna go. Yeah, so
2: basically, you're going to start off with like a Patreon like service, but your end goal is to turn YouTube into a stock market where you can invest in YouTubers and sort of share their success. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Super cool idea.
1: Hmm. Thank you. With these small accounts, though, you have to think about that algorithm. That YouTube algorithm is an absolute killer if you're not posting, I mean, almost every day. And for a new creator to hop into something like that, that can be extremely overwhelming.
0: Well, yeah, that. I mean, the YouTube algorithm is, is terrible now. It pays creators like barely anything what they deserve. That's why we're here. So the fans can directly donate yeah. on like a monthly basis to their... <laughs> To the creators don't get it twisted the youtube
2: you still have to abide by the youtube algorithm right oh like yeah you have to you have to filter through the bad youtubers and go with the ones that are committed mm-hmm. posting consistently the ones that are good candidates for your platform
0: yeah m- most definitely we're going to help them with the algorithm and with growing in that sense a lot not just so they i mean obviously so they can make more money with youtube ad revenue but that's not the only reason i mean along with that the more views you get the more subs you get the more you grow. The more your brand yeah. grows. So it's not just the ad revenue, because that's such a small amount. They really don't pay that much, but it's just to help them grow as a brand. You kind of have to use the algorithm. Yeah,
2: exactly. Hmm. Okay, well,
1: off that, uh I know Kobe that you, of course, you have your Trillo bike. Um hmm? so I guess how long how long have you been biking, Kobe? How long biking you cyclist.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> going going for the backstory, the lore. Let's <laughs> yes, see. Right. Not my interest in bikes um, really stems from my father. He's an avid cyclist and has been since before I was born, multiple decades. Um, And I sort of, I biked as a commuter um, to school throughout middle school and high school. um, And I did some recreational cycling and trail riding uh, towards the end of my high school career. But I just the reason that I ended up doing electric bikes wasn't necessarily because I'm a passionate cyclist. It's just because that. I know that electric bikes are the most sustainable mode of transportation. And I think they're an underrated commuter vehicle. And it was sort of just an area where I wanted to invest my attention because I, yeah, I, you know, I'm very passionate about climate change and mm-hmm. this is just the most actionable path that I could see.
0: Yeah. I, I really believe in that. Like, I mean, Obviously, you're starting small, but that's that's what everyone has to do. They have to start small and get into the electric vehicle business, whether it's bikes or cars or whatever it goes to. is, is definitely the future. I mean, eventually, hundred percent of vehicles are likely going to be electric.
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely see a future in the next few decades where every bike is electric. Yeah, as soon as the cost comes down to the point where making the bike electric. Isn't a significant fraction of the mm-hmm. cost of the bike, which I definitely believe is going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, every every single bike you see is going to be electric, and what I think is going to happen there is that bikes in general, as a commuter vehicle, are going to see a huge spike in popularity, mm-hmm. um, which is a great thing. Um, yeah, I, because bikes I, have a sorry. bikes have a low production impact mm-hmm. and also zero emissions. So
0: yeah, what I was this, thinking is because I mean, obviously, I do agree with that. Eventually, they're all going to be electric, but there's are some cyclists who do it for the exercise. So I was yeah. thinking there's going to be like a switch. Like you just turn it off because it wouldn't weigh much anyways. At yeah. that point in the future, you can just turn it off and boom, you can get your exercise and you can okay. turn it back on whenever you want.
2: Yeah. So there's, you're actually, uh, you're, you're, you're scratching at the surface of a product that I'm trying to make right now. It's currently in development. Um, okay. So it's basically a little, it's got all the electronics, the battery, um, uh, the speed controller, the battery management system in this in this little pouch that's about the size, a little bit smaller than a lunchbox, and this clips onto the front of your handlebars.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
2: And then you replace the front wheel with a hub motor, and there's only, like, as a user, there's only one connection to make. You just connect the box to the motor. Um, and this converts your bike into an electric bike, effectively. And then it takes about five minutes to swap out back and forth, so, oh, you know, wow. one time you want to have an electric bike to go places. Another time you want exercise, you just swap the wheel. Yeah. Um, and it becomes a normal
0: bike again. That's really cool. Yeah. When yeah. could we see this on the market, Kobe?
2: When can we see it on the market? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even made my first prototype yet. I only have CAD models right now. Okay. Um, 3D computer models. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, but I'm hoping to have my, my first prototype here in less than a month and hoping that I'll have that marketable. Less than two months after that, so it's going to be a little bit, but it's in the arcs Yeah, right. right.
1: All right, Kobe. Well, I have to ask: any mm-hmm. good bike crash stories?
2: <laughs> any what? Any bike, bike crash stories? We can talk
1: <laughs> about that. We've been
2: there. We can talk You've about that. We've been there ben. for one of them. <laughs> we can definitely Holy talk how about
1: that. Oh, uh,
0: you want to see? You want to uh, tell that story, Caitlin? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 All right. So, for a little bit of uh, backstory for our uh, listeners here, a friend of ours, Benjamin. <laughs> 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 right, continue. So, so Ben gets on bro let me tell you story. Right. so Ben hops on his bike late at night and he starts to bike home and all of a sudden this mini cooper just beams out of nowhere in the parking lot <laughs> and just rams this man like yeah. and he yeah. was rolling too rolls mm-hmm. and he's got like what he had a broken backbone yeah something.
0: something like that
2: Yeah. 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 So a a couple of, a couple of key points that Kalen missed out on that story was, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Ben crashed through the windshield. So he had glass all through his, all through his back. And if if you, if you see him take his shirt off, bro, it's just like dashes everywhere. Um, or scars everywhere. Mm. And, And the second part is in his dorm room, he actually has the wheel from the bike. Um, hung on his wall it's it's like bent in half. half like a 30 degree angle on this wheel because the rammed for far, memory but he's okay man. yeah and somehow he came out like with without too many serious injuries he can find these days
0: Kobe I have a question for you are yes. you going to make a bike like Elon's Tesla's that will avoid cars like you know how the Tesla it goes through a car and boom in stops auto yep auto steering we want it Kobe make it happen you got a week
2: so that's definitely work. a long way away because okay. for for me to have the, the confidence to put that much research and development into a bike i'd have mm-hmm. to be a staple in the industry first and right now i'm like nothing in the industry so yeah <laughs> it's, it's gonna yeah. be a little bit but that's definitely you
0: know it's a cool idea yeah yeah that's fair what about you caitlin what's your <laughs> what's your what's your backstory? That's oh your my y- your take on life? Hey, we gotta hear from the host. Like we they gotta know right. you. You're yeah, the host. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hey, all right, all right. Well that's around me. My name's Kaylen Maradi. Uh grew up in Vienna, Virginia. Uh shout out to anyone who went to James Madison High School if they're listening.
2: They won't be. Uh, I hate you all.
1: I hate you all, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, you know, uh done running since a young age. I ran all four years in high school, uh biked. I've hung around I've known Isaac since what seventh grade, right? Yeah, about yeah. Yeah, I've known about, about about six years now. Uh Kobe, I got to know you more in high school. I knew you I knew more yeah. of you in middle school, but I didn't really get to start hanging with you until I
2: school. Yeah, you weren't cool enough. You you were still level enough. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: I was like five I was like five four, had a muffin head, like <laughs> it, it, it was not pretty.
2: Yeah, no, okay, and there there was there's was not a second of my life where I... Or I didn't think you were the absolute Chad. Thank you, go. I'll, I'll take that
1: to bed tonight.
2: <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're, it. yeah, but, I mean, I guess other things about me. Um, I'm a huge comic nerd, love talking superheroes. Um, I used to game a lot, not so much anymore. Uh, you know, right now I'm trying to get on the club men's volleyball team here at Virginia Commonwealth oh, University okay. in Richmond. Oh.
2: All right, Uh, man. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, sir. Are they doing? In the spring, so right now I'm I'm trying to get better.
0: Have Kobe train you? Winter break, he used to he used to ball (laughs) out. Yeah, I was the uh, all
2: star volleyball player for byi back in the day. All right. Yeah, remember
0: I'll get
1: some pointers from you then.
0: I came to like one practice, and I remember I was just a soccer kid, so I just kept trying to kick the ball. And your mom was like yelling at me and shit. I tried to keep doing bicycle kicks and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that was
2: funny. You were—I mean, you you weren't consistent at all. You could hit the ball pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, volleyball super fun. Slept on sport
1: yeah it is very slept on i hate how it's not men's is not considered as much as like a sports sport compared to women's volleyball
2: if you you haven't played beach volleyball (laughs) you cannot
1: it's insane everybody like most of the people who don't consider volleyball like a real sport are people who've never played it before yeah yeah it is so taxing
0: yeah that is especially like with the sand and shit trying to run personally i think
2: it's just one of the funnest sports you can play
0: yeah definitely
2: definitely one of the few
0: I've been watching. Uh, like,
2: Kaylin is is also getting an economics degree from VCU. Is that right? Yeah, I am. I am currently yeah, so,
1: trying
0: to major yeah. in economics.
2: So he's a He's a varsity athlete. He's, he's collegiate and he's single. So <laughs> collegiate,
0: collegiate hey. economics major, hey, <laughs> single. Come on, hey, don't
1: play like that right now. I mean, yeah, I, like, hey, like, I would. I mean, I would not mind, especially for <laughs> <Christmas. laughs> <laughs> What is it? Cuffing Any- season
2: is it cuffing season? I'm not sure it's cuffing season.
0: <laughs> I don't
2: know.
1: I don't know. Almost everyone that i met are known here so far have all Sorry. been cuffed. Really? It's pretty crazy,
2: yeah. Now it's yeah. quite quit.
0: <laughs> Damn, yeah, what the hell?
2: I mean, I guess that's just what happens when you meet new people. A whole yeah. new wave of new people.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Wow.
1: But also, I do have a fun little uh, Would You Rather, actually, I found recently, earlier today okay that, uh, huh? i've been kind of thinking about all right so would you rather lose the ability to lie or believe everything you're told
0: lose the ability to lie definitely
2: yeah and you know how many dumb people there are in this world bro if i believed There's everything yeah imagine <laughs> that like there oh my god
1: who do this already believe everything they're
0: told i mean yeah isn't that crazy i mean not like complete i mean maybe there's like a few like maybe a hundred people that like literally believe everything but that's definitely like a rarity (laughs)
1: like i mean i want to meet those people i want to i want to meet the rare few
0: (laughs) and then extort them (laughs) that i think they might be... be classified as like would that that be autism
2: I think. They'd have a hard time oh, getting by, that's all I can say.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, there's definitely something wrong in your brain if you literally believe everything to that, like, someone tells <laughs> I,
1: I have no
2: comment.
0: I'm, I, I mean,
2: <laughs> I'm, I've never lied in my life, so. Oh yeah. That'd
0: be pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not a mm. not a big cost. I mean, as a CEO, it might get a little bit troublesome. That's
0: true. You, oh, yeah. you gotta, Say there are a lot of a lot of privacy laws and stuff now. A lot of yeah. shit's happening. I watched the Joe Rogan podcast with Edward Snowden. Oh that yeah. that opened my eyes. That shit was insane. Like apparently. Oh, I peep that. Apparently every corporate company has like an office where they just sell information. I don't even know. Everyone's doing it. To be honest, I don't really care that much because like I I don't really have anything to hide, but I can see the the like yeah. the fucking con- controversy. It's definitely.
2: A I mean, first thing, big data is sort of the the spearhead of that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> definitely.
2: A, I mean, it's the largest growing industry in America that nobody's talking about. <laughs> big data. Yeah. yeah. Just sort of like the crazy conclusions you can draw off of. Uh, you, you can make you can pretty much figure everything out about somebody's life if you yeah. have enough data, yeah. right? There's this company that is their entire business model is just utilizing big data. And what they'll do is they can give you your credit score accurate of 30 based off of your phone number.
0: Are you serious?
2: I'm a hundred percent serious. That's fucked. My, my dad went to, uh, my dad is in cybersecurity. Um, that's what he's been doing for the last 40 years. So he goes to this thing called the RSA conference every year. And now these days it's pretty much all about big data and privacy laws um, it's sort of like the back end of the United States right now. Yeah. The legislation and protecting people, but also like expanding the industry, and continuing to make a hell of a lot of money off it. So is
0: Facebook leading that? I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, I mean, Facebook. Facebook is one of three tech companies that pretty much makes up ninety percent of the industry. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, Facebook was the one that the Supreme Court chose. Um,
0: yeah. They passed though, right? Didn't I mean they they like they, they didn't get <laughs> obviously. No, nothing so happened to them.
2: Facebook was was never charged of anything. The whole the whole reason that that uh, hearing happened was to sort of talk to the private industry and see what action is needed moving forward. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really targeting Facebook. It was just targeting the you know the big data and privacy laws. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing and Facebook conceded. I uh, what's his name? Who's the CEO of that? I don't know, the CEO
0: Mark Zuckerberg's the founder, yeah. though. I think he's yeah. CEO, too.
2: Mark Zuckerberg conceded that, yeah, like we have too much free reign here, and you guys need to tighten down on these privacy laws. So. Yeah,
0: because, like, I mean, in the end, it's it's like the, co- the private companies do what they're legally allowed to. Like In the end, the government's yeah. going to make the laws. So it's kind of weird for me that a government's trialing a company that the government allowed to do that, in a way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's just weird. But yeah.
2: It was never the intention of the government to to punish Facebook. They just wanted to get some information. They just wanted to Yeah, that makes
0: sense. To make laws moving forward. Yeah. Oh, I got to say by the way. Got I just got to put it out there. What are your thoughts on cryptocurrency? <laughs> I'm Currently looking at Bitcoin, it's at like 12,800 right now. It's at a hell, hell of a run. What are both of your thoughts um, on I'm that? I'm
1: on the side of pro bit at the moment. As, <laughs> okay. as an investor in Bitcoin, I am okay. very happy right now.
0: All right. That's what I like to hear.
2: So, as I see it, most people are looking at Bitcoin as an investment, um, sort of, and for me, um, you know, I'm going to invest in people, I'm going to invest in something that yeah, I think deserves, like, to be, you know, <laughs> sorry, that, that deserves to be profitable, and to me, Bitcoin is just an algorithm, and I'm never going to invest in something that volatile, where success can't really be achieved directly, mm. it just kind of has to happen through luck, yeah. Um, but I like the idea of an electronic currency. Um, it, I could see that being a pathway through which we develop a global currency so that yeah I uh, you know it gets a lot simpler if yeah. <laughs> everybody accepts that this has value. And also eventually we are gonna have
0: to sort of shift away from physical dollars
2: and coins and yeah. electronic
0: currency could easily be the future. It's definitely gonna happen. Another thought on that, on like universal stuff. I mean, there's universal currency, but Now, since the internet has been around for what, like, 35 years, maybe? I have no idea. Since the 70s, so about 50 years. Oh, what the hell? Okay, yeah, since the 70s. (laughs) Like, for me, I'm kind of baffled. I mean, I guess it's early on, but there there hasn't been, like, a universal language. Like, I feel like by now, since everyone can learn it through computers and stuff, there should be, like, one language of the world that everyone speaks. Like, I feel like that should be a thing. And
2: I mean there's definitely
0: some unprecedented cultural diffusion that is
2: happening because of the internet. Mm-hmm. And I think language is, is tough
0: because that gets ingrained into our heads before we learn how to use computers. But I, I definitely, but like if we started raising kids, like teaching yeah. them that universe language, that, but like... that that could happen, but it's
2: just going to, it's going to be a while before, you know, the window shifts yeah. to that.
0: Reminds me of... I, don't think,
1: I don't think we realize how long, it takes to develop a whole language
2: yeah like true.
1: all the things we already know how to say we'd have to make whole new like words for those things
2: yeah, yeah. But reminds I mean, me of definitely a lot of commonalities in culture um uh, across countries that have been allowed by the internet like i mean memes <laughs> this is a great example of just, yeah uh, just how effective the internet is at that
0: yeah i mean memes can make or break someone's identity or companies or governments or even yeah dreams <laughs> are powerful yeah dreams are I powerful guess,
1: <laughs> actually off that thing you said i know you mentioned earlier Neuralink.
0: yeah like, i did now, that.
1: where do we see that going because i know elon also was talking about uh the idea of having a biochip essentially
0: mm-hmm. yeah i um, so right now uh i mean from what i understand at least and what from elon musk talks about they're using Neuralink to like for a really good cause right now, which is like if someone goes blind, they can actually like drill up like actually a like, small hole into your head, and infuse like the wires and shit, and make that person see also with like paralysis and a bunch of other problems. But Basically,
2: it could lead it can, to it can resume the function of primitive parts of the brain. So yeah. if something in your central cortex, motor cortex, um, starts to break, then. You know this can that can potentially be replaced by neural it can resume function of a damaged part of the brain. Yeah. Um, the visual cortex is a lot more complicated. That's definitely down the line, but it it's definitely the a breakthrough cure for a lot of diseases that have uh, been taxing humanity for a long time. Yeah. But I I see it as a huge cultural change in the near future. It, as soon as we start to become to interface and emulate more complex parts of the brain, like the prefrontal cortex mm-hmm. and any of the, like, outer mammalian parts of the brain, then suddenly the way that we interact with information changes.
0: Yeah. Like,
2: I Turned over on its head. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I don't know. Da- if you can just, you can, like, download data into your
0: head. Nah, like, You want to learn a language, that. bro? You, you the, click, you click this button. You click no, no, this, no, no, this, no, no. I will not. <laughs> I will not be signing up for that. I can tell you that. I, mean, I will be i mean once it, yeah. i mean once they
1: have it down
0: it's kind of do or die because i know what you mean yeah. once that becomes popular
2: you're just gonna have a bunch of supercomputers walking yeah, around
0: and I know. you're basically just dumb <laughs> i'm, off, I'm yeah, on the fences know. like it could be cool but i'm really scared of it It'd be so cool. but
2: that's 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 super far away right now the 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 chips can't survive in the brain for more than three months just because the environment is too acidic Um, And they're having a hard time at the material science, getting those transistors to survive that environment, but also be skinny enough to not interfere with the brain cells. Um, So I see years of development until it can, you know, even be used medically and then decades, maybe even close to a century until
0: it's culturally accepted. Hopefully. I'll probably be dead by then, hopefully. (laughs) What are you going to say, Caitlin?
1: Well, no, I'm gonna say I probably wait until at least they're like commercially, like sold commercially, before right. I would ever like if it was more like a like a prototype. I definitely would not sign up. I feel like that's where that's where the shady stuff goes down. That's that's where the people start dying and the company starts covering it up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I get you. I mean that's like kind of similar to like the COVID vaccine right now. I feel like yeah, the, the first like the very first round. Yeah, I was. Maybe, yeah, could have some way. dangerous side effects.
2: I mean, as long as it makes it through
0: the phase three uh,
2: trials, I'm uh-huh. going to trust it. Because phase three, what? I'm not sure if it's 15,000 or 50,000, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to presume I don't have any pre existing genes that are going to instantly off me if I take that vaccine.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it, it's hard because, like, most vaccines are developed within like 10 years, and most vi- viruses are more complex. than This is actually kind of simple, but I, I don't know. It's, Eh, eh. i've talked to like you know a dean all you know dean, obviously yeah his dad's and went to harvard he's like a a medical professional right now he was telling my family and me that he has to take it because he's a health care worker and like they they have to take it first but he would Mm -hmm. wait like a year if he could before taking it there. For sure, and I mean that's not really going to be a big problem
2: for us citizens because the distribution of this vaccine is going to take about a year anyway. So, for regular people that yeah. are on the front line, we're yeah. going to get to see a, you know from a pretty
0: large case study
2: um yeah. the effects of this vaccine. So uh, that'll
0: also <laughs> that'll also help drop COVID cases because I mean obviously if like a lot more people are vaccinated, it'll just slow the spread, especially with front yeah. frontline workers. Yeah, it should be good.
1: I mean. As far as colleges go, I'm really proud of uh VCU for what they've been doing as far as COVID goes. They've been they handled it very well. I think right now we only have, I think, an, as far as like active cases go, I think we're down to like 17. Yeah, active student cases is 17.
0: Wow, really?
1: Yeah, active employee cases is five.
0: Wow, I mean, yeah, yeah. So- a lot of colleges have actually gotten it down good. But, Caitlin, I forgot about this. <laughs> you got to tell your story you you were infected i
1: will admit i i accepted the risk as i came here but i did have covid for a time period i I was confirmed (laughs) positive with covid19 how was it didn't really change much i lost my sense of smell for a couple days which was a little annoying Mm -hmm. and i couldn't taste uh for the first for a day which was also very weird it's like eating air just mushy air
0: that's fucking (laughs) weird
1: um but other than that um I came out of quarantine uh, feeling fine so I mean but I guess I'm just I'm a different case you know
2: Yeah Caleb's built young, different <laughs> healthy,
1: Yeah I'm I'm built different <laughs> I'm a young a healthy college male who grew up uh you know with having all his shots and all that kind of stuff so Yeah you know I'm not sure how it was for everyone but at least for most of us here uh actually, He's also
2: a track star so his respiratory health is in a pretty high bar before we Yeah it. it's like the perfect
1: like (laughs) shit yeah Yeah. i mean i've talked to other people who aren't exactly runners who also had it within uh, my groups. um and they had about the same experience so i'm not too concerned as far as where i am i'm just more it's just about the spreading yeah and getting it to p and accidentally giving it to someone who isn't yeah yeah.
0: that's 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 the main worry
1: yeah that's where that's where the problem
0: was have you have you been running shit because like i mean I know you got it but like have you been running like months or like prior like cuz I obviously track season stopped a while ago I don't know have you been running how's your how are you um, working out well,
1: Originally I never planned to do sprint track as my final season um just because I it just this wasn't for me mm-hmm. and by the end I was more interested in team sports cuz running is is a very lonely sport especially if you're not doing relays Yeah it's, it's all very PR based and yeah the attitude towards it, at least from my standpoint, after four years, is very cynical. <laughs> so, yeah. I did I'd it. Rather, for that. Yeah. I'd rather put my effort somewhere else.
0: Yeah,
2: know? makes sense. Um, but I mean, yeah, and I mean, definitely, yeah, just want to yeah. get out and be social after having this long quarantine. Yeah. yeah, I can always
0: do when when I get a vaccine. I swear to you, there's. I'm gonna go to every vaccine. There's gonna be vaccine parties. Guarantee it. <laughs> it's gonna be a thing. They're gonna be called vaccination parties and they're going to be wild and i'm going go to go to all of them.
1: Okay. <laughs> all
0: right. yeah but do you work uh, out caitlin is my question because i'm kind of trying I to see like because like i haven't worked out in fucking like or at least ran in a long time bro now i'm getting a little sus like if i get covid you know it will happen i don't uh, my cardio i don't know <laughs> I how it say, is now.
1: for me i think really anything's changed uh since doing you know i've been doing volleyball um, but with that, also, I've been doing like penalty sprints and stuff like that, and nothing much has changed. I still, well, I mean, I don't mean to brag, but I okay, still okay. outrun most people.
0: So, All right, it's your mile you know, time. I mean, he's My built differently, like, I don't can know say. Mild
1: time is anymore, it's that's probably true. still within like five, it's probably five something, but it's yeah. probably not where it was like a year yeah. ago. A year ago, I was like almost under five minutes.
0: Yeah, that's like insane. Crazy.
1: So, like. Right now I probably put myself somewhere between five thirty and like six minutes.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: That's I think more because I'm I've become lazy.
0: <laughs> dude, I need to freaking get cardio up like dead ass. Kobe, you still run? Yeah, I still
2: <laughs> run. Um let's see, I oh, put in five minutes of cardio at the gym today. <laughs> That's not <laughs> bad, dude. Fucking me. Like I oh, um, don't my my electric bike, uh it's unfortunately broken because I took it apart to learn bike mechanics, and I mm-hmm. got it ninety-five percent back. But unfortunately, the one thing I couldn't fix was uh, rerouting the brake ca- t- the brake lines to the frame. Mm-hmm. So I don't have brakes.
0: Oh fuck! Yeah, <laughs> so, I don't have brakes. also talking <laughs> about that, like. I kind of forgot to mention it. You have a YouTube channel, right? You you do like social media, I guess, and shit. How's that going? Um,
2: yeah, I I really wish I'd been more consistent with my YouTube. Um, what I wanted to do was
0: hey, me you know, too, was, man. Run a
2: series where <laughs> I followed the pits and strifes of this company, and where I left off, I was, I was I was I was getting a lot of the preliminary work done, and I was hoping to get my first sale. And I've come a very long way since that YouTube video, and there's been a lot of lost progress that hasn't been recorded. Mm-hmm. But I definitely do want to restart that series, and you know now that I have like multiple sources of income through Trial Bike, mm-hmm. I definitely want to you know sort of share that with the YouTube.
0: Plug your shit, Kobe. So so if there are <laughs> yeah, if if there's like one or two listeners, <laughs> they'll subscribe to you.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have uh, my YouTube channel is Kobe Reimer. C O B Y R E I M E R. Um, I do a lot of vlog content. Um, I do some business focused stuff, but I mean, it's a lot of just messing around. Okay. Um, most recent video
0: is you know me jumping off a roof. That's <laughs> a oh, I like was okay. we were there for that we game. For, yeah, we
1: were both there for that one. When
0: was <laughs> that? That feels like so short ago, but I guess that so was longer. Long
1: ago,
2: that was like geez. yeah.
0: I mean, that was my last video. I I definitely got to get back like, an upload it. You know, if if
2: I get some support based off this podcast, I'll definitely get back into it. Yeah. Um, ha. I also have. Let's see, uh, if you're in Vienna, VA, um, I can probably fix your bike. <laughs> and if you're interested in electric bike conversions, uh, that is taking your bike and slapping on some electric components to make it an e-bike, I have a website that sells e-bike parts called trilobike-shop.com. And
0: yeah, that's my shit. Plugged. <laughs> that's, that's lit. That's lit. You guys play any video games recently?
2: Play video games? Um, a yeah. little bit of League of Legends, but not too much
1: thing i've been playing a lot of smash like a, little, oh, a lot yeah. of smash
2: do so you sure. drops you've been playing him
1: yes i have been i've been trying to play steve his mechanics are a little weird but i think once i get used to them he's gonna be absolutely filthy for... right, i definitely
2: see some huge but some broken game breaking potential of steve man. he's silly yeah,
1: his edge guard is insane
2: oh yeah i saw that you just pop two blocks down in a rail or a mine yep. cart and you just go back it's and forth <laughs> You can't get on the stage. You're just dead. You're
0: just dead. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but I do play Call of Duty on the occasion. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, Hopefully in the next couple days. You got any other uh, stuff for our agenda, Kayla?
1: I do. I actually have one more Would You Rather. Okay. Uh, The other one was a rather short one. Would you rather go back to the past and meet your loved ones who passed away, or go to the future to meet your children or grandchildren? Oh,
0: does this involve like, like, like you know how there's like complications if you go into the future into the past and see your past no, self? No or whatever.
1: complications. This is just simply if you could just go back into kind of like, kind of like a little bit of like, like Back to the Future without the actual being erased from time. Just you can go back. Fuck.
0: And How far in the future though? Like just kids, or could we go like generations?
1: Grandchildren too. You meet your children or grandchildren. I think
0: I I meet people that I never would have met. Yeah. Died. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was gonna ask.
2: Right? Can I meet like my third generation of children? Yeah.
0: I guess. I do that then, because like not. not just seeing like the future generations, like. Yeah, that'd be cool and all or whatever. Yeah, I'd I'd go to see my great-grandkids, but really, I want to see what's popping around those times. Same, same. (laughs) Like,
2: y'all are great, right? (laughs) (laughs) But
0: but nah. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Five
2: <laughs> <laughs> people in the buzz, bro. Oh, I'm going, I'm going on a on a spaceship,
0: right? Yeah, That's probably
2: commercially. Honestly, you know, <laughs> within
0: our lives, there will definitely be commercially available SpaceX flights or whatever company. Like to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right now you can go into orbit and like fucking see the Earth from space. Yeah, but eventually, there will be trips to Mars and shit.
2: I'm yeah, you to make a giant hot air balloon and you know skydive off?
0: I'm down. I'm, I'm <laughs> literally. I would literally. If we planned this, I'd be down. It's what's it called? <laughs> you got to use the, the halo suit, right? I saw Tom yeah, um, Cruise something yeah. like that. I
2: think we just jump off when we stop being able to
0: breathe. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, that, <laughs> that's true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> we, we pass out, and then we just try to wake up before we hit the ground. What, what are those flights <laughs> called that take you to, like, the orbit where you can see Earth? Oh, I need to Google that.
2: Fall. They're,
1: like, free fall flights or whatever. It's like They're called, like, death flights.
0: No, no, but I, that's, like, where you get to experience gravity. I get that. But there's also flights that take you up. And it, like, travels, like, a bit around the Earth, and then it goes back, where you can, like, see Earth, like, from, like, a space point of view. Like, the gravity things, I don't even know if there's windows. That's just, like, you float, it, it, like, falls quick. I need to Google that right now.
1: Well, when I searched up commercial orbit flights, I mean it's suborbital. Yeah, there it is, suborbital flights.
0: That's so cool.
1: Is a space flight in which a spacecraft
0: Virgin galactic space is offering Commercial
1: them? Providers is Blue Origin,
0: uh, oh, it's
1: aerospace high altitude balloon, Jeff Bezos. So they, those all, oh, and then there's other companies that provide tests like flight tests. Um, let's see, uh, Virgin galactic, uh, there's a couple others, but mm-hmm. I mean, these are there, I mean, there are already four or five different companies that are offering suborbital like commercial flights. Oh yeah,
0: 250000 so, 250k. <laughs> 250,000.
1: Holy, more. Wow. You got that kind
2: of money? I'd rather
0: have a Tesla Roadster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, dude well i i'll promise you guys i'll promise you guys at one point we're doing this at one point in our lives at one
1: point oh,
2: yeah.
0: yeah yeah okay sure. it has to happen
2: all right Isaac. just give me the cash bro. yeah, yeah
1: dude, dude give me a I'm give me, me a bit give me a bit get the, just get the money together let's do this
0: that nah, would be actually sorry what are you saying this
2: is just about money just, just oh. frankly oh. this is definitely
1: about money <laughs>
2: I, I see Elon's point of view about vertical integration, right? Because um, I was looking at the profit margins of... If if I did everything with this, like, two-piece electric bike conversion, mm-hmm. then my profit margin per unit could be about $400. Versus mm. if I, like, with dropshipping and reselling, my profit margin on that site is, like, an average of, like, 15 to 25%. Mm. So... Basically, if I sell like 30,000 units of this uh, e-bike conversion kit, I could make $15 million. <laughs> oh, my God. That's <laughs> good money. That it is, And I mean, I don't even have to sell that many to make a living. Um, so definitely like making your thing from top to bottom, right, mm-hmm. allows you to have huge margins and mm-hmm. definitely a, a recommendation. Anybody trying to start their own thing, just yeah. do it all yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that is agreed. I mean, I, I don't know. The, For an electric bike company, like something you're doing, that can happen. But like for kind of what I'm doing and like the majority of tech companies, yeah, you need, I mean, VCs are going to come and they're going to dilute shares and some like starting developers, advisors, stuff like that. I mean, the majority of like big billionaires like Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, all they own like 30% or less. Majority it's like, it's like 15%. Elon's got a high margin though is like 20, yeah. 28% or something like that of his company. So, I mean, yeah, no, I, I do that if it was possible, but I definitely just want to get the right people and the right help aboard to kind of get it going. Cause if it's not going, it's yeah. nothing in the end.
2: I mean, it's kind of a different world <clears> versus if you're trying to start <throat> tech or uh, software development versus yeah. if you're making yeah. your own product. Yeah, and definitely. also, you know, how complicated is the product that you're making? Cause mm-hmm. if I was designing a car rather than an e-bike, then definitely I wouldn't even try but you know, yeah. if if you're making a physical product that has you know relatively low some relatively low complexity, then yeah, you know it's it's definitely worth it putting in the time and effort to make it yourself.
0: Yeah, I completely see that. Yeah, it's all it's all a numbers game. What are you saying?
2: Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying.
1: Uh, I guess what is like a what was it, your process? I guess Isaac. I guess I never asked, but what was your process for coming up with the base idea for oscillate?
0: Uh, yeah. So. The original idea, which would have been an investment, like a stock market, like Kobe said, uh, came from a while back when I was working with uh, a friend I had who was a YouTuber. He reached like 150,000 subscribers and he was doing pretty well, but he needed money because he wanted to do a podcast. He wanted to rent a studio. He wanted to buy equipment. He wanted to do a bunch of other stuff and he didn't have the money. So he had to get a second job to pay for all that. And in my mind, that's that's crazy. like everything in this world, if you really think about it, like music, movies, design, all of that, it, it's made by it's made by artists and creators and the vast majority of them, probably like 98 percent have to have a second job and yeah, that's just wrong. so yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> what an equity
0: I guess it's a wholesome endeavor. Yeah. yeah i mean it's it's wholesome but don't don't, don't worry there are profits there like, <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot especially uh, yeah. i mean basically grows.
2: you're just ta- making a transaction fee, right mm-hmm. you're just taking like a small percentage of the yeah. money that yeah. you're sending through and, and yeah, yeah. nobody's the wiser <laughs> yeah
0: the goal the goal is one day there will be the stock market and there will be the dow and there will be all this but people will also consider alternative investments into people and musicians and youtubers and all that yeah i guess guess that's the goal
2: you want to become your own uh
0: abbreviation yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know what that's called
2: the yip youtube investment
0: platform yeah (laughs) yt uh i t (laughs) youtube (laughs) yeah
1: so i hit all my talking points
0: Um, all right i
1: don't know anything else you want to I guess talk about it. we got a little open time,
2: you know. Yeah. Well, technically we don't. We're an hour and twenty minutes over, but <laughs> oh,
1: okay.
0: Uh, Not an hour. It's what is it? Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, we've had fifty-one. What this time is, did we start? Uh, we've had twenty minutes. This has been good though. Like I thought we would run out of like we've been flowing. It's nice. I kind of like it. Like fifty-one plus good times. Like what? Honestly, I don't know about thirty minutes. Maybe like an hour. I think <laughs> yeah, might be I was
1: just thinking more like just because it's a it's a new podcast. Yeah. Like, I don't that's know. Right. I mean maybe maybe the listeners don't mind the whole hour. We'll just have to see their feedback.
0: Yeah. None of this is getting edited out, by the way. Straight one take. Uh, not joking. One. I don't even Wait. know. I
1: I mean, It'sn't that bad for one take.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it's deadass yeah, we can one take this. this. Might have to one take it. I don't know. I don't even know how to edit like I mean like that.
2: we're definitely just not gonna look- do anything except for one take and I think you should put in a little I bit mean, of editing. honestly
1: if you want well i mean i don't know if most
0: podcasts are one thing you could
1: probably you could probably just go on honestly on fiber and find someone for like five bucks who will edit like they'll take out little oh yeah like dead space and then we'll just have yeah. the conversation
0: that's true all right we should we should get like a i don't know is it like yeah closing piece something like that maybe like a 10 minute closing shitter
2: all right karen how do you us because like, then we can round to it, it, it
0: to perfectly an hour. Like if we get like an eight minute, seven minute closing right, thing,
2: I'll fill I'll
1: fill it up right here.
0: Actually, it it'd have to it have to be like ten or twelve minutes because assuming he edits like the stupid stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. Um, uh, I mean, don't force it. Don't don't yeah, yeah, mangle yeah, yeah. the content. So it has to be to one hour, it. right? But I will say,
1: <laughs> I will I will talk a little bit about at least my experience here on campus, uh, with COVID. Uh, being a thing you know because i feel like a lot of people a lot of maybe even some listeners who are you know around our age uh you know being fresh out of high school are kind of wondering um you know what that college experience is kind of like right now with covid maybe they decided to stay home um i mean it's been it's been pretty normal for the most part uh i don't really see i mean i have a lot of online classes of course but i actually do have some in person they're small in-person classes but mm-hmm. again they're in person and they pretty much run like a normal class would anyway i do feel like it is harder to learn though i mean of course with online school everything kind of just turns into like this like i have to turn in things by deadlines rather than actually learning the material
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's
1: yeah i mean it's a little different but i mean most of the like club activities and stuff like that have uh, found ways to uh to flourish you know
0: i've been hearing a lot about that like <laughs> Back to the memes. One meme that was just completely trending everywhere is like, I forgot exactly, but it was like, <laughs> it was basically, we're not, like, no one's learning in school. Uh, that was like the main gist of it. It's like no one's learning. Yeah. They're just I mean,
2: I, I heard a I mean I watched this bar stool skit that they did at the end of an episode. Yeah. It was like a whole minute where this guy, the blonde guy, went into a suit and started interviewing college students. Yeah. He said, Do you think your brain has physically gotten sick? Oh,
0: I, I like that one. <laughs> Caleb, the yeah. long haired guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and
2: most people said yes, yeah, most people said they felt dumber and hadn't yeah. learned anything from online school. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't
1: know, man. Not smart.
0: I it's definitely a problem them. but the sad thing is i genuinely think i don't know if it's sad i don't know what'll happen but like genuinely in the future i think it's going to be mainly all online colleges
1: yeah teachers are becoming a lot more absolute, uh, obsolete obsolete yeah i know not absolutely obsolete uh, yeah. because you know i mean we we have all these programs now that are developed that practically teach us without having the teacher that'll be bad
0: anything. that i can i can tell you that that'll be good for like uh I suppose inner city people and poor people who don't really have a way to get to school. I, I suppose and other people. I guess if you just want to travel and live wherever, but I can guarantee you, if there's like no physical teachers or physical classroom with like kids and stuff, that'll yeah. impact like uh, kids' development a lot yeah. in a bad way. I Here,
2: think. let me let me let me flip this on its head
0: for,
2: for you guys. Oh, okay. You guys are wow. are looking at the future of education from a uh, a pessimistic standpoint and I totally understand that. And I, and I see how the current um, trajectory or path of travel of the educational industry is leading you to that conclusion. However, I have a big boy rebuttal.
0: Um,
2: That's, that's going to make you, uh, make you question your sanity in the the last two minutes.
0: (laughs) Okay. Let's see.
2: So, so you two didn't account for innovation. I'll just say that.
0: Yeah. Um, I
2: need I need you to I need you to close your eyes for a second. And, <laughs> all right, all right, I'm and, actually doing it. And imagine imagine a world, and imagine this educational system that I am describing to you right now. Okay, all right. So let's see. Imagine you're in school. You're you're taking uh, some preliminary diagnostic exam, and what this does is it sort of marks your aptitudes, um, but more importantly, is it discerns the way that you think. Mm
0: -hmm. What
2: type of learner are you? Okay. And imagine if school could personalize its curriculum to your learning type. So let's say you're a visual learner or an or an audio learner, or maybe you learn best when you're working with other people, right? Right now the curriculum and school curriculums are sort of fixed. And it's super hard to change that. But if we were to go for more if we were to have some clever integration of artificial intelligence and sort of digitize the curriculum, it could easily be fluid. So let's say you have this base content and you run an AI filter through it that can essentially change the content to appeal to your learning type. Mm -hmm. Suddenly everybody's learning a lot more effectively and there's a lot less banging your head against the
0: wall (laughs) thinking that, you know,
2: this subject isn't for me. If you can, Curtail so it, the content. It, if someone's
0: student. if someone's learning type was like I don't, they better they learn better with people and stuff. Would they go in person, and the other people just wouldn't go, or how would that? Work? I mean, it how that would definitely work is
2: I, I see like huge opportunity here. um You know, some people are going to learn better in groups, and some people are going to learn better in isolation. And mm-hmm. what that does is it you know it frees the burden off of people who don't really want to be in that. Um, overstressing social setting, but it also frees up the classroom for people that do
0: need social interaction to learn effectively. Yeah. What so, would you say you are? You and Kaylin, what do you think you guys are? Type of I learner. mean,
2: I'd say, I'd say a social learner. For me, just talking, saying something out loud helps me clarify yeah. it in my head. Yeah. And I'd also say I'm a visual learner, just like most people. And if a lot of, you know, the textual elements, uh, textbooks and stuff, if that could be changed to something visual, like a graph or a video maybe uh, yeah, a video, then it would definitely be easier for me to to learn yeah so i I think AI and technology have the potential to make our educational system a lot more effective.
0: I agree i, I agree with that I'd say, yeah,'m I'm, I'm definitely like probably a social learner per se. So I, it might not be for me, but I think you definitely have a lot of benefits to a lot of different people.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I mean, right now we have like one curriculum, right? And everybody kind of gets shoved yeah. through this filter and yeah. it, it's, it ends up changing the way people view themselves and the way people view the world. And if we could sort of preserve, you know, people's, uh, way of thinking before it got yeah, run through this, yeah, ed, so
0: you, you know, know, public education filter, then I, I think that could do a lot of good for the world. Because for me, at least, when I, when I was going to school, especially in high school, I, I never went to necessarily learn. That stuff kind of... I was pretty much always bored in school. I went to to socialize. That, that was my goal of every yeah. day, just have fun. And I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah, that, that's what it was. Yeah, I definitely think there's value in personalizing
2: education. And yeah. I think that's the, the way it's heading um, from what I've seen. There's already a few companies that are sort of touching at the uh, reality I just proposed, but it's, you know, AI, it's it's gonna take a while before AI can rearrange information like that. Yeah. Um. But you know, it just takes a, what's it called? An eccentric billionaire.
0: <laughs> yeah, Elon, Elon got to get on it. Elon. For sure. What about you, Kaylin? What's your, uh, I don't know, how do you learn?
1: I don't really need like the social or auditory aspects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more like, I just need to like see how it's done once or twice and then i'm usually able to just replicate it yeah like especially with like math and stuff i only need to see the problem done once and i'll be able to do the same process with it with just different numbers every single time
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and do you think that it would help you a lot if your curriculum and your classes were curtailed to your learning type you think that would sort of revolutionize education (laughs) it
1: it would help but i don't think i would truly bend like i wouldn't I would yes learn, but I don't think I've been a big, because I feel like everyone is so different that if we take education and tailor it to everyone's, you know, specific, uh, like, needs in a way, I feel like we're taking away um, our ability to adapt, you know, because we have, to, like, we have to learn how to learn different ways. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Like, yes, we may, yes, we may maximize learning potential by learning a certain way that we find most comfortable. That's true. But if we are a good
0: know, constantly point.
1: being coddled and...
0: Yeah, that's a good point. There are
1: certain things, then there are certain skills that we just won't be able to learn uh-huh. because it's not being taught in our learning style.
0: I like that a lot, actually, because, like, yeah, there are, like, there are a lot of benefits to challenges. I mean, if you make everything perfect for everyone and they don't have a challenge, yeah, that'd be a bad thing. People,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, the idea would definitely be to push people to their maximum potential, but I understand how it makes them less adaptive learners. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely think there's workarounds you could build into like the algorithm. But yeah, that's definitely something you need to take into account. Because
1: I mean, look at this. If you are someone let's say you want to become a plumber, but you're like an auditory learner. Most of those trade jobs are all learned through visual and mimic. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to just kind of see it and mimic what mm-hmm. the what your mentor is doing. So like you can't just kinda of, like hear it or you can't like, you know, talk it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, what do you guys think about social media? Kind of branching off a bit, like how do you, how do you think that affects everyone, civilization? Where do you think that's going?
1: I think we're becoming lazier and lazier, uh, and we have now taken more of a instant gratification uh, stance over long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like everyone is looking to you know find quick suce- quick success, and quick fame. Um, you know, if it, it's or even if it's the small things like getting food delivered to our door in under a half an hour or, um, you know, finding answers to our homework, you know, instantly with things like Photomath and math way. You know, you have these 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 little things that kind of have given us this this feel for what it's like to kind of have be, be kind of treated like luxury. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So
1: like now taking you know adding social media into that we kind of feel like you know we have to we, we have now quantified what luxury kind of looks like you know
2: what i mean sort of looking but, at it from a, a social standpoint uh, a lot of a lot of studies have shown recently that sort of counterintuitively even though you know we're more connected through everybody through social media a lot of people feel more alone um yeah, like, and it's just because you know these social media platforms can't actually recreate like a social experience well, but I, I when we that. go on social media we just become complacent towards you know being social creatures yeah. um, and you know, what it's actually like people think it's having widespread and downstream effects on um, like mental health um and people who feel like they're in isolation when they really don't have to be i think there's a lot of negative social effects that we have yet to deal with as a society when it comes to uh, social media and how that's affecting us
0: i think the main problem with that is I don't think it's because there's social media. I think it's because like whatever posts you see or whatever you see anyone recording or doing, they're always going to post like their best life. Like no one's posting the bad stuff. So then everyone sees all the good stuff, and they're like, "Oh, what the hell? That's all good." Mm-hmm. And then I'm just sitting yeah. here. But I mean, I also do think it it, it has a lot of benefits because for social change, like racial injustice, all that it's just it spreads so quickly across the yeah. world. Yeah. So I think I think that's really
2: funny. There was a way to have a good without the bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: it's true. Everything has a flip side. All right. Uh, yeah. I guess this okay, is it. Yeah,
1: we kind of. I mean, we had we had some good talking points. Yeah, some good topics. I think we rounded out. Probably with some editing, it'll probably come close, if not a little bit over an hour. Or no editing.
0: I might just well, it. I might just send it. it. Just I might just send it. might just send it. Might just send it. Might have to. But all right, <laughs> all right, everyone. It was good. We got Kobe Reimer and host Kaylin oh, yes. Moradi on the first ever podcast.
2: Yeah, what's the name of the
0: podcast? have a one. Uh, oscillate. Or- oscillate. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to think <laughs> on that. I might have to think on that.